this episode, we will be covering the leader's mindset of control versus empowerment. One of the keys to any successful team or organization is the sense of ownership and accountability that the individual and teams will feel and have. This is determined by the mindset of control or empowerment. Welcome to the Give, Receive, Improve podcast with Lisa Lam and Sawana Ali. This podcast was inspired to help new managers to overcome the challenges of managing and leading people. We have a combined experience of over 50 years in leadership and management roles. We know, and I mean we know, the struggles and rewards of leading individuals and teams. We believe that you should not be facing your challenges alone. So let's start this journey together. To find out more, check out our respective sites at lisalamcoach.com and sawanaali.com. So let's get going. In this episode, we will talk about the control versus empowerment leader's mindset. We will answer two key questions and they are 1. What is the difference between the control and empowerment mindset? Number 2. How can we build individuals and teams that are inspired to do their best? As a leader, your goal is to provide an environment that allows your people to work at their very best, whilst producing exponential results. The way you go about setting the culture and environment is determined by your leadership mindset, namely control and empowerment. Now, as a leader, you can either be an authoritative type of leader, whereby you dictate, micromanage, and decide every single detail and outcome of your people's work. That is the typical control mindset. The team will probably look something like this. They'll be waiting for you to tell them what to do. They do not take much initiative or are not proactive in coming up with solutions. They definitely lack creativity, innovation, and enthusiasm in the work that they do. They're probably very fearful of that kind of leadership style. And there is definitely a lack of ownership in whatever they do. On the other hand, the leader that is empowering shows itself in some of these examples. There is great amount of empowerment and they give authority to their people to decide the course of action. Information flow is open and discussions take place in a safe and encouraged environment. The team will also look something like this. There is ownership in the programs and actions that they take. They are inspired and motivated to do the work that they want to do. And they enjoy an environment where individual talents and strengths are recognized and encouraged. I suspect that as a leader, you might oscillate between the two depending on the people, skills and competencies that they possess, your experience as well as the team's experience, and more importantly, the trust level of your people and team. One of my biggest fail as a new manager was having a control mindset. I had a direct report that I believe could do so much more, but because I had the control mindset, the good intention that I had translated itself to being a micromanager. And I insisted that my way of coming up with marketing campaigns were the best. And in fact, the only way. In that process, I had stifled her creativity and motivation. Over time, sadly, I had also negatively impacted her self-confidence because it would seem like whatever she did was never good enough. Now, not only did I have the control mindset, but there was also a lack of balance in encouragement. Not surprisingly, I think about those moments pretty often to ensure that I don't fall into that mistake again. On the other hand, I was also told that I was too empowering at one point in my leadership journey. I guess I could oscillate between the two fairly easily. 
I appreciated the various feedback along the way, as they are the only ways to ensure that as a leader, we stay on the right course, because we can so easily overcompensate one way or the other. Now, feedback is the greatest tool to ensure that as a leader, our mindsets are constantly being reviewed with a check and balance system with our peers, our managers, and our direct reports as well. Sal and I have created an eight-part episode around feedback, and if you're interested, you can listen to them after this. So Sal, what have you encountered in your time as both an individual contributor and as a manager with regards to these two types of mindsets? Well, Lisa, what I have encountered in my time, both as an individual contributor and as a manager, is that change is the only thing that is constant. Hence, we must be flexible enough to adapt to change to be relevant. In the context of leadership, leaders change as well. I've encountered both the control and empowerment mindsets from leaders when I was an individual contributor. More often than not, my preference was for a leader to be more on the empowerment side. As it is, I am a self-initiator. I like to be able to function freely without much supervision. My purpose has always been about giving my all to generate the biggest contribution within my capacity in alignment with any given goals. The most striking issue that I had with a control mindset manager is trust. When a manager wants to know everything that I do and starts micromanaging, I think that as he or she not trusting my ability to do my work properly, I hate that feeling of being babysit all the time. It demotivates me as I feel that I have to put in so much effort to justify every action that I take in performing my job. However, for the greater good of a community or a team, it is worth your while to exercise empathy and seek to understand your manager better. What I have learned during my individual contributor days is that it is imperative that you have a conversation with your direct manager to determine the work style of your manager. I mean, this is the time to really find out whether your direct manager is a controlling type or empowering type. Depending on which mindset your manager is, as an individual contributor, the onus is on you to adapt to the relevant work style. For instance, if your manager has a control mindset and she insists that you need to get her approval prior to deciding on anything, then the best approach is potentially for you to schedule a weekly update session with her to ensure that everything gets updated as required. You just need to make it work within the respective boundaries. When I was a manager with a few people reporting to me, I did my best to exercise empowerment within my team. In the previous episode 13, I talked about my approach on empowering my team. It would be great for you to have a listen on that one as I represented both the manager's view and the subordinate's views on my effectiveness in empowering my team members. One point that I want to highlight is that when I became a manager, I definitely understood better on why some managers may have the control mindsets instead of empowerment mindset. More often than not, the intention is always good, but the impact may be detrimental. Hence, I'm a strong believer for managers to have open conversations on work styles with their subordinates. The more your subordinates understand why you do certain things in certain ways, 
the better the work relationship will be between you and your subordinates. I'm pretty sure you have encountered both mindsets as well, Lisa. What are some of your key learnings in that aspect? Yes, El. I think that we have all encountered both of these mindsets. And as for me, I certainly do prefer working for a leader who has the empowerment mindset. That is because I find that I do my best work when I'm empowered to come up with solutions to challenges and to create programs and plans without the micromanagement which I personally find stifling. I would also like to note that there are some individuals who prefer to work under a leader who has the control mindset because they are either not able to or are not confident yet to make the decisions and prefer to be told what to do. Now, depending on the type of organization and people that is in it, the control mindset may be what is required. Now that we know that the control and empowered mindset looks like and the teams that are operating under it, the next question is, how can we build people and teams that are inspired to do their best work? I have no doubt that you want to go to work with enthusiasm, excitement, and full of energy facing the day of great possibilities. After all, no one wants to be dragging their feet to go to work. One of the critical success factors here is engaging and enabling an inspired workforce, and that lies in the ability for the leader to inspire and not just motivate. Now, motivation requires external factors, for example, higher pay, bonuses, company incentive trips, and so on. However, inspiration comes from within that person. Inspiration comes when the person has a clear purpose, goals, outcomes that he or she wants to achieve, and something to be proud of at the end of the day. Inspired people and teams are what all leaders want to have and develop and grow. Now the question is, how do you as a leader do that? To put your mind at ease, it does not require a great communicator, which no doubt helps. It does not require a great visionary, which no doubt once again helps. But the number one criteria is an authentic and empowering leader. A leader who is real and who empowers his team and people. A leader who delegates, gives authority, and then provides the necessary supporting framework to ensure that there is support, encouragement, training, holding others accountable, corrective and reinforce type of feedback are required for individuals and teams to be successful. The number one reason someone is inspired to do work is when they have ownership and accountability. Ownership and accountabilities basically demonstrates trust, authority that has been given, and empowerment that you as a leader have on an individual and team. So Sel, how would you build a team that is inspired? That is a remarkably interesting question, Lisa. As a matter of fact, it is a big topic that we all know many thought leaders have discussed and wrote books on. We can find many readily available tips out there. Having said that, from my personal point of view or perspectives, I have to say that to build an inspired team, a leader needs to be inspirational first. So what is inspirational to us all? The common denominators from my point of view are that Inspirational leader is great at steering direction, influencing others, and affecting change. A case in point, I remember my mentor, Lou Mondonado. I was working in Unisys Malaysia then, like around more or less 30 years ago. 
and Lou headed the Unisys branch delivery system solution for the retail banking industry for the Asia-Pacific market. When I first met Lou, the trust formed between us was as good as instant. In the first 15 minutes of my first meeting with her, I just sensed all the positive vibes and her sincere interest in supporting me to grow the market share for the Unisys branch delivery system in Malaysia. She asked a lot of terrific questions and listened very well. The questions she asked was clearly to get me to unearth the vision, our common purpose, our challenges and opportunities. And the key considerations that we needed to apply to go to market effectively. She made it very clear that her role was to support the country to win the Unisys branch delivery systems by ensuring that value-add resources on solution knowledge and implementation were provided as well as making available other relevant implementation such as best practices from other countries as we needed them. Her support was holistic as we constructively charted out the blueprint for Malaysia to win in that space. I was very comfortable with the way Lou approached things. She was compassionate and very down-to-earth. She helped me find solutions by asking the right questions and listening well. She empowered me to think beyond boundaries or steered me to some space or possibilities that I wouldn't have thought of before. Her track record and credential in the banking industry prior to her joining Unisys was remarkably helpful. She effectively influenced my way of thinking, shifting the pinpoints from my rough lenses to the exact views of the bankers. With that, I was fully ready to make some radical changes in my go-to-market strategy. In summary, Lou embodies what you articulated just now, Lisa. Someone real enabling me to unleash my power by just being herself, asking me the right questions and listening well. She is my model of a true leader. Learning from Lou, the key takeaway to build inspired teams are to be humble, to just be yourself, ask the right questions and listen well. Never judge. When you do this effectively, your team will feel empowered with ownership and accountability as they will find answers themselves rather than you're being judgmental and telling them what to do. It is definitely not rocket science. Everyone has the potential to be a great leader, to be an inspirational leader, that is. We have covered quite a bit of content, so let's summarize. 1. Know and understand where each member of your team is in terms of their skills and experiences, and then apply the appropriate leadership mindset, whether it's empowerment, or control. Number two, the empowerment and control leadership mindset ultimately lies in one key, and that is trust. Do you trust or believe the person is able to perform the job and deliver the outcome? Number three, empowerment mindset ultimately leads to a team that is inspired, innovative and creative, accountable and growing in their skills, experiences and performance. That's a great summary, Lisa. One thing that I would like to add as managers or leaders, be mindful. The best way is to exercise situational leadership. You have to be flexible enough to apply the right mindset and approach based on many combined factors, such as the life cycle of your organization, the people and their respective skill sets, the challenges that you're currently facing, and many others. Thanks, Sal, for sharing how you have put that into practice. 
We hope that you have learned at least one thing that you're able to apply into your leadership practice. Please subscribe to the podcast and let us know what you would like to learn next. And give us your feedback as we aim to continuously improve on what we're doing. Check out our respective websites at lisalumcoach.com and sawanaali.com. Take care and remember, you're not alone in your struggles as a manager. Yeah.